Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. A fantastic show for you guys planned today. We're going to get into some football, some complainers in the NFL, a little bit of baseball talk, the Clayton Kershaw thing. Also, Vlad Jr. had one hell of a night last night, and maybe even some of the values of some of these professional sports teams. Let's do start with the Baker Mayfield stuff uh, because I, I have opinions on it. And Baker Mayfield doing a podcast has come out and said that he feels disrespected by the Browns. And it, it feels like this was recorded a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason now is being come out. I don't know if they just released it, if this just became a thing. Uh, but it is, it's coming out now. And he has a lot to say. And Baker Mayfield, kind of known for not holding back and sharing his opinion and how he feels about things. That's what he did here. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. And it's it's one of those things as he kept going on in the interview. It was just more the fact of, like, I felt disrespected here. I felt like I came in, you know, with the mindset and understanding of what Cleveland was, what the situation was. And they, it almost seems like he, he didn't necessarily say it, but you could tell he was saying, he's like, I was promised consistency. I was promised the fact that, like, hey, we're going to get a coach. We're going to figure this out. You're going to be a part of the solution. And in turn of that, it was like, okay, here's all these new head coaches. Here's these different offensive coordinators and just all of this change. And now he's getting kind of like the bomb end of the stick of it, which makes sense. Like, yeah. I would be upset, too, if it was like, all right, hey, we're going to have everything ready to go for you. And all of a sudden, it's just like, actually, you didn't get the job done. You're toast. And we did not really do much to put you in position to have success in terms of coaching and consistency. Yes, there was plenty of talent around you. That's good. But the coaching aspect really messed it up. Did he have four head coaches or three? Mm-hmm. I can think he of three. He had Hugh, Freddie Kitchens. Uh-huh. Who was after that? That's the one I don't remember. There was somebody there, and then it was Stefanski. Well, Freddie Kitchens got fired midseason, right? Yes, that is right. So, so somebody took over for him. So there's your yep. fourth. And then Stefanski last year. That's a tough situation to overcome. I'll say that about him. It kind of feels like they got it right now, though. I like yeah. Stefanski. I feel like they, that's a good situation with consistency. And with Baker Mayfield, one of my biggest problems with him for forever now is that he acts like he's the only one going through this stuff. <laughs> like yeah. no one else has ever had to deal with – coaching changes in the NFL when in fact there's so many quarterbacks that have done it even first overall pick quarterbacks that have had to do this within their career but it always he just makes it out to like oh I have this problem no one else has ever had this problem or I feel disrespected by the Cleveland Browns organization it's a business man I don't know what you want like I get it you want that consistency at the head coach that part sucks but at the same time, if you're not doing your job, you get replaced. Yeah. And I mean, look at guys like Sam Darnold, who's already on his second team. Look at Josh Rosen. I don't even know where Josh Rosen plays. Uh, Is he a Falcon still? I, I mean, he he's been with the Bucks. Did he yeah. go to Atlanta after San Francisco? He's been with the 49ers. I think he's a Falcon now. He started with the Cardinals. Miami, then the Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> a Dolphin as well. <laughs> um, then they trade a second rounder for him. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Cardinals took him at 10, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then quickly we're like, Mm-mm. this ain't working. We're going to do it again next year. Yeah, like we knew he was bad when he got traded. Didn't know he was that bad. But it's, <laughs> excuse me, it's not just a, a situation where Baker Mayfield is the only one. And he's had some other quotes and stuff like that. Um, I didn't listen to all of the podcasts, but he did have a quote that said, I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and boo the shit out of them and watch them crumble. And to that I say, bring it on. Open door policy. I, 
I would do it for free. I even I had the tweet earlier this morning. You pay me $18 million. You show up here every day. I'll get you a nice soft seat. You can yell at me all you want. Do it. And I will just click away on this keyboard with a smile on my face. Oh, you misspelled million. another word during the rundown? <laughs> Boo! Right? I, I, don't, I don't care. I don't know. And it's not like somebody forced him into this situation. You don't like it? Get out. Yeah. But this, it comes with the territory. Booing is going to happen in the NFL. doesn't matter if it's from your home team, the away team. You will be booed, probably from both, especially if you're not playing well. You're going to hear the boos from both teams. Yep. And the whole disrespected thing, I, I think that obviously happened after the Deshaun Watson trade. And should the Browns have probably handled it a little bit better? Probably. Just be a professional and let your guy know, like, hey, this is the direction that we're we're looking at. Yep. Or maybe they did. I, I don't know. I'm not behind the, the doors of the Browns front office and to see how they handled it. I know one of them is very vocal about it, but it's Baker Mayfield. I don't know if I trust him. Yeah. I don't know if that's a true story. Now, so you don't think – you do think the Browns kind of gave him a heads up, like, hey, we're going to bring in Deshaun? They might have. I don't know if they did or not. I don't. I, feel, think, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. You probably should have because you took Baker Mayfield first overall. Yeah. But again, Baker Mayfield acts like he's the only quarterback that's ever been disrespected, and that like other teams don't do this. Yeah, they do all the time. You didn't hear uh, Matt Ryan bitching about it. Like, oh, the Falcons were exploring a trade with Deshaun Watson. No, he just saddled up and went on to the Colts. <laughs> Pun intended. But it's it's always Baker Mayfield, like, oh, I'm the I'm the one, I'm the victim. Nobody else has to deal with this bullshit. Yeah, they do. It's the NFL. They'd like go look at other positions where guys will just get cut. And I think Baker Mayfield even made that comment of like, if I weren't, you know, being paid so much money, I probably could have just been cut. And he's he's making eighteen point nine million dollars guaranteed, no matter where he plays next year. He's getting that money from the Browns. It's crazy how like we say that's expensive, but for a quarterback, that's pretty flipping cheap. And he's got to go if he gets traded or go somewhere. He is going to be the starting quarterback. So eighteen million dollars for your starting quarterback is a hell of a bargain. Right? Yeah, it's not too bad. And you know he was injured a lot last year, mm-hmm. and, and played I, through it. I even came to his defense last year of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's his left shoulder, but even in the podcast where he said like, there were days I could barely lift my arm. That's going to be tough to play through. Uh, trying to worry about ball security, trying to you know take snaps from under center. And, that and, and his like rib that. injuries that he had as well, mm-hmm. like all that rotating and throwing and, oh, Anytime you're still you get getting tackled, hit. Yeah. It's, it's going to hurt very badly. So I feel for him on that one. But the stuff of like – the one that really gets me is that I wish I could show up to your cubicle every day and boo you. Please do. I Again, you want to pay me $18 million? I'll set you up a nice little stadium seat. We'll bring in some hot dogs and beer, some to you for 25 bucks a pop. <laughs> or for Baker Mayfield, what I will do, I'll let you come in for free. Open door policy. Anytime you want to head on to Joplin, Missouri, we got seats available. We got a whole got couch. Like fucking four of them right here in front of me. Yeah. Why do we have so many goddamn chairs in this office? I don't know. You used one as a footrest, <laughs> but. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's just in case I have to have a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> With Baker Mayfield. That's Baker Mayfield's seat. Hey, have a seat, sir. Uh, we just want to go ahead and let you know that uh, we're also going to move on from you. Mm-hmm. We brought somebody else in. <laughs> right? Yeah, so we brought you in to talk about it today. But I just I hate it. And this is one of the reasons why I don't care for him yeah. off the field. I've tried to defend him on the field with the injuries and stuff like that, the inconsistencies at your head coach position. But there are a lot of other quarterbacks that are going through it too. I haven't heard anything from Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a quarterback that I don't like. But you know what? I haven't heard anything from him. He was supposed to be the guy in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in another quarterback, and they're trying to trade him, all this other shit. People always shitting on him about how injured he is, which is true. But you don't hear him complaining about it. He's not you know, trying to show up to somebody else's cubicle and yell at them and boo them. He's just doing his job. That's part of the NFL. Like, yeah, if you didn't know point. this was going to happen, like what have, have you been paying attention? Been booing players in the NFL for a hundred years. Yeah, the entire time. Like it never <laughs> stopped. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's almost like reminds me of the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Did you expect the comedian to not tell jokes? Like he <laughs> yeah. he's joking. Did you expect these fans, these crazy fanatics, 
that have been absolute batshit crazy for 50 years now to not boo you? Like, oh, because you're drafted number one overall? Like, no, it's you're going to hear the boo birds regardless of where you're drafted. And even his little pity party of going to other cubicles and things like that and just watching people crumble, I bet it's very stressful to be a quarterback in the NFL. It's not like you're a doctor trying to save someone's life. Like there are yeah. some other professions out there where it's like, hey, this is real stress. You're getting paid $18 million to play a game. Well, yeah, but then you got to look, and I'm not going to compare it to a doctor because that's just a whole other spectrum of things, and I completely agree with it. But it is tough when you are expected to be the guy who changes everything. Like, this, you were literally the guy that was brought in to help change the city, the winning, to bring it, to make it a winning culture, to bring a difference, to be a difference, and you are. And then it's like the moment that there's a really bad season, they just ditch your ass. And I look back more to Baker, and this might be like looking too far into it, you know, maybe reading too much into it. How many times has this guy gone somewhere, expected to be the guy, and then just didn't get the recognition that he felt like he deserved? Like playing in Austin, you don't get any offers from the University of Texas. You go to Texas Tech, you get beat out by a kid named Patrick Mahomes, which we all understand. You go to Oklahoma, you play very well, you win a Heisman, get to the college football playoff, excellent seasons, go number one in the draft, you play for Cleveland, you help bring a winning culture there, you win a playoff game, and in the moment that you're down with the shoulder injury, rib injuries, they're just like, yep, we're done, this is over with. Now, it's easy for me to say this because I also spent the last three years absolutely shitting on him any possible, like any possible time I could get with terms of like, okay, look at these great catches that, you know, Odell is having that are, that Jarvis is having in practice. And it's like, well, if it's a well-thrown ball, we're not having to sit here and talk about this by these guys in camp. But now looking back at it through Baker's like, man, there's kind of a part of me that just does feel bad for him. And wherever he goes and ends up, I kind of hope it works out for him. <laughs> You're too nice of a person. I've gone like full heel turn on it. Because, like, I, I get that for Baker, though. Like, looking through all those situations, it's like, yeah, I kind of get where the mentality and the chip on the shoulder comes from. That because all it's gets just eliminated, been, though, when you win the Heisman Trophy and get selected number one overall in the NFL. Well, yeah, I feel like that's what everyone wants to say. But at the same time, it's like all that shit restarts. Because, like, crap, now people do believe but in you. But you can't play the underdog role anymore. Like, oh, I've got a chip on my shoulder. Nobody believes in me. When you've been the Heisman Trophy winner and number one overall pick. It's like Bryce Young at the Heisman Trophy. I like Bryce Young. Nobody believed in me. You were a five-star recruit at (laughs) Alabama. You can shut up about the no one believes in me. And that's the same thing with Baker Mayfield. Like, okay, I get it. You got ran out of Texas Tech. No one offered you offers um, out of high school. That all stops when you win that Heisman Trophy. And then then go number one overall. It wasn't even like he was a guy like, oh, man, he was good in college, but nobody believed in him in the NFL. Now look at him. He was the first overall draft pick. Out of all the picks that the Browns could have selected, he was one. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, I lose the whole chip on your shoulder thing, which I get it. He needs to use it to like probably motivate himself, which a lot of players do. But you lose that underdog card when you've been selected number one. Is it something that makes Baker annoying with just like his tone of voice in the media? Like know, it's, it's almost, just... it's almost like when he talks, he's just he comes off like he's better than you. Yeah, he's he's kind of an arrogant carry. I don't know him. I don't think he would ever talk to me. But he carries himself cocky. Mm-hmm. And his family comes from money. He's been a good athlete his entire life. I'm going to go ahead and guess. He's a little bit arrogant. <laughs> and that's just kind of the, that is his personality. And, you know, as far as like landing spots where he's going to go, I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of teams are waiting for him to be cut. No one's going to make that trade. I'm not trading a seventh-round pick for a guy that's making $19 million. And when you look at the teams that are left, there's one, and it's Seattle. I don't think they're interested. I think even the Seahawks are like, let's just wait until he gets cut, and then we can bring him in. But, I mean, even if you're the Panthers, you're not sitting here like quarterback. Yeah, I guess the Panthers, the Panthers are another one of those teams that came out and said they weren't interested. I still think, like, the Giants is kind of a weird situation. Like, are you really rolling with Daniel Jones for another year? Have we even heard anything? Like, is he fine? I haven't heard anything about, like, that injury situation. 
because last year during the season I was like, ah, he's still dealing with the neck injury. We don't want to risk this. Like, mm-hmm. We haven't got the full results or it's like, oh, it's the neck. Let's kind of like play this carefully. I mean, I know right. your neck's going to heal over time and, you know, you're going to gain strength and you'll be okay. But the fact that there's not anything out of the state of New York or the city of the team, it's like Daniel Jones is good. I haven't even seen any, like, workout clips. And I know not every quarterback has a mentality of, you know, every yeah, He's kind of a boring guy. He's not like a yeah. social media guy. But still, um, I feel like it would be like, hey, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing okay. You're <laughs> right. Over here with Eli, big bro. I, I haven't heard anything. I, with teams like the Giants, the Panthers – and the Seahawks. I also wouldn't bring in Baker Mayfield because I don't know if he makes that locker room better. Like if you're the Seahawks and you bring him in and Drew Locke wins the job, how's that going to go over? Not good. Like not good at all. Like he's probably going to request another trade. He's going to be a diva. He's going to be a distraction. Or if you bring him in and he wins the job, is he really that much better than Drew Locke? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the Missouri boy in me. I kind of want to see Drew Locke get a chance. I want to see what he can do when he's given like a true opportunity, not Vic Fangio. Like, I oh, can't lose my freaking job because of this kid. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, but you uh-huh. will because of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, no, you throw an interception or an incompletion, and it's like, oh, shit, am I getting pulled? That's a, that's a tough environment to succeed in. Pete Carroll's just over there smacking that gum. Like, it's all right. I saw Russ do this a dozen times. Just come back yeah, with it. We're good. Run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, even with the Giants, like, is bringing in Baker Mayfield going to make – Daniel Jones better? I don't know. I don't know that Daniel Jones is like a hey, we gotta give him some competition. He might be a guy that needs coddled. Oh, if I'm bringing in Baker Mayfield, that's to be a starter, not to compete with my, not compete with Daniel Jones. But even then, it's for like a year, and it's Baker Mayfield. What are you really accomplishing? You're not going to the playoffs. You might as well just lose with Daniel Jones. <laughs> Which is probably what the Panthers are thinking, too. Like, nah, actually, we're good. If you're Baker, do you sit here and look at Washington and go, you wanted fucking Carson Wentz? (laughs) That is a situation where, like, (laughs) y'all fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like I have the most room to say that because I've rooted for Carson Wentz, and it's like, it did not go well. Yeah, they probably should have played that a little bit different. They definitely should have. (laughs) One of the first teams to make a move on a quarterback, and you traded two third-round picks for Carson Wentz. Maybe it'll be good for us. I don't know. Um, Also, I had some baseball news last night uh, that was very popular that a couple people got to talk about. Uh, It was the Clayton Kershaw thing. And I'll tell you, I keep going back and forth on this one. Last night, Clayton Kershaw throws seven perfect innings. Perfect. not No hitter. Perfect innings. And then is pulled from the game because of a pitch count where he reaches 80 pitches. They pull him from the game. And I think a lot of people on Twitter were quick to react and say, like, oh, you got to leave him in, all this stuff. He is coming off of an injury, and that's kind of where I was last night of, your main goal here is is a World Series, and you want Clayton Kershaw. You need him to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think even with Clayton Kershaw, he, he said he was okay with it. And in the, I think it was the post-game press conference, he was talking about his slider wasn't hitting, and it hadn't been for two innings. So it was time for him to be removed. So I guess if he's cool with it, I'm cool with it. It would have been nice. And, I, you know, if Clayton Kershaw comes out and he says, like, man, I really wish they would have given me the opportunity for it, I probably would be on that side of it. Pro mm-hmm. player on this one. If he's cool with it, I'm cool with it. It would have been nice to see. But I do think that this goes to show the Dodgers know they have more to play for than one perfect game. Yep. And it is one of those things, too, where it's like, yes, we would love to see a perfect game, especially at the start of baseball. It would be, it would be amazing. But I think the big thing for me was when Kershaw was like actually kind of agreed with the call, where it was like, you yeah. know, it was the right decision. I was getting tired. He knew that. It's been a minute since you know. Yeah, I he pitched he in a game. He hadn't picked up a baseball uh, for the first time since like January is when he started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the lockout, with the shortened spring training things, that played a role into it as well, which is one hundred percent true. Yeah, and baseball is such a weird sport because pitchers aren't ready to go when the regular season starts. <laughs> they still have to like work themselves into shape. Like people shit on Shaq for this. Like, oh, playing himself into shape at the beginning of the season. Pitchers are the same way. They're like, takes oh, a good like month I can and go a half. six. You got me for six, Skip, and then I'm out. I, I got a tea time that I got to hit. <laughs> but they won't. You don't see guys go eight, nine innings to start the season. They really ease them into it, which is a. It's just wild. Can you imagine like a quarterback being on a pitch count, being like, well, not really ready to go for week one. So let's take it easy. Or a running back, just being like, oh, I'm good for about 15 carries. 
the thing I kind of wish the NFL would do that because it makes sense. Like NFL, like running backs have been like, okay, taking easy hits in practice, not from like with their teammates and stuff. And all of a sudden you get into a game and it's like, Jesus Christ, right. linebackers are ready to play. Yeah. You know, that stars are a flipping flying here. Yeah. But with the live pitchers, action, yeah, with the pitchers, it, you know, it does take them about a good month and a half into the season, which is about probably four or five starts before that arm is ready completely to go and throwing you know, real hard every single pitch, every inning. But this, like, I think just goes to to show that Clayton Kershaw is ready for the season and this builds his confidence. Like, if you can start the season with seven perfect innings, you're like going to come – 80 pitches, too. Like, yes. I, maybe we should talk more about that. Like, he went through seven with 80 pitches. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, like, that's actually really hard to do. I've done it in two innings before. <laughs> Story for another time. But it's the fact that you got through this and your confidence is just through the roof now. You're ready to go your next time, Pitt. He's like, okay, cool. I have complete control over everything that I'm doing. I am ready mm-hmm. for this season. And then that is going to be contagious through the rest of the clubhouse for the Dodgers. Right. And our guy Jake in the chat is a Dodgers fan. I think it's really easy for non-Dodgers fans to look at it and say, like, what are you doing? Let him go for the perfect game. Well, if you're the Dodgers or you're a Dodgers fan, you probably want that World Series a little more than you want a perfect game. So I think it was it was really easy yesterday for even guys like Jeff Passan. It's just like let him pitch. All right, Jeff, you're not a Dodgers fan. <laughs> you don't have that goal of like, we won a World Series. Because it was even Dan Patrick this morning talking about it. What's the narrative? What's the story if Clayton Kershaw does go nine? What if he gets to 120 pitches or so and loses that perfect game or even has the perfect game, but then his arm starts hurting? And then he's on the shelf for a while, and you have to deal with that whole, um, do we have surgery, do we let him rest, and all that stuff. Because then the narrative is, Dave Roberts should have pulled him. Shouldn't have let him out there. The, the, the perfect well, you did game all this for a perfect game. game, and at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you risk an entire season for one guy to get a yeah. perfect game. That's what everybody says. So it is tough. I respect Dave Roberts for sticking to his guns and being like, nope, we had a pitch count for you. This is what it is. And for the fact that Clayton Kershaw definitely seemed on board. Oh, yeah. He was like, thank you. I am <laughs> yeah. done. My arm was toast. <laughs> yeah. So I'm done. Moving on. Um, I also saw an unwritten rule of baseball. The Giants last night bunted while up nine runs. I don't even remember the team they were playing, but kind of had a problem with it. This is one of the dumbest things. I think it was the, the Padres. Does. Yes, the Padres. Of like, why are you bunting? Why are you stealing when you're up big like this? Get the fuck out of here. There's still time on the board. Like, Here's my thing. As a fan, it's like, shut the fuck up, Padres. Uh-huh. If I'm playing for the Padres and you bunt up nine, I am throwing that baseball <laughs> at you. Not to the first baseman. I am launching that as hard as I can at you across the diamond. Because I would be freaking pissed. You'd be like, you douchebag. Way to go. You got a little fucking blooper of a hit here to start <laughs> the season. Way to hype up your average here. You're already kicking our asses. Let's just get this over with. But as a fan, it's like, pfft. Hey, man, if you're out there playing, you better be ready to go. That's you know, my, a bunk can happen at any time. Even as a, a, a fan, as a player, I'm sorry. Like I'm going to run my offense until there's zeros on the board. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to advance runners. I'm still going to steal. And in baseball, it's probably pretty hard to come back from a nine-run deficit. But there's no timer on the clock. Yeah, there, there, It's innings. It's definitely possible. That's why there's no like run rule in major leagues because you can do it. You can do it in one inning. You can do it without recording an out, actually. So that's my thing with baseball. Like sometimes in football, I feel like you're probably actually mathematically eliminated. Or yeah. in basketball, too, it's like there's just no way you can score enough points. You're not going to Tracy McGrady this or Reggie Miller. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it ain't going to happen. In baseball, it could happen. So, yeah, I'm still going to be trying to get my guy to second base <laughs> or advance him to third or whatever. So I'm not letting your ass come back on me. Like, I'm sorry. And, the, like, the worst thing is when people put in position players to pitch, and then it's like, why would you try to hit a home run off my guy? It's like you're not even trying to win anymore. Just forfeit and let's end it or keep playing the game. I kind of wish that was more like welcoming to the cult, like to society and culture. But like, hey, like, yeah, this game's over with. We're done. Like, everyone go home. Right. It's like, hey, you can put in Brett Phillips to pitch, or why don't we just all go home? Yeah, and it's like every fan has their tickets through an app on the phone. Like, just send them like a five dollar off voucher. Like, hey, game ended three innings early. We fucking suck today. Sorry. See you next time out. <laughs> right. Because I mean, you are pretty much forfeiting when you're bringing in your left fielder. Yeah. To pitch. 
And I'm sorry, you can't, you just can't be mad about it. Or D. Gordon the other day, who was pitching, throwing like 52, just lobbing <laughs> them up there. I'm sorry, man. The game's over. You can't get mad at me for trying to jack a home run. I also feel like if I, I was do. a positional pitcher and I got the opportunity to go up, or a positional player, and I got the opportunity to go up there and pitch, I'm not just lobbing in 50 mile an hour. I'm like, check this out, coach. We're about to find out what I've got. Yeah. And it <laughs> might be in the batter's rib cage, stuff. but it's coming. <laughs> Don't crowd the plate on me because I'm bringing the heat, which is going to be about 85 probably for some of these Still positional hurts. players. Not me. 55. <laughs> I'd be out there giving it all I had. And throwing like D. Gordon. <laughs> you think you could throw fifty five? Yeah, fifty five. I couldn't. Oh, I didn't mean to challenge you. It's just. A yeah. Am question. I going to go do it? No, because my arm's still sore from playing <laughs> softball two days <laughs> That's ago. That's <laughs> what I was wondering. Could I do it? Oh, absolutely. But I'm not going to. Could I do it one time? Sure, sure as hell. Yeah. Am I going to feel it? Like I said the other day, arm's going to be tingly. Which maybe. How I many need... strikeouts would you say you had in the backyard the other day? Twenty seven. Kershaw's a little jealous. <laughs> right. Throwing <laughs> soft toss to a seven- and nine-year-old. Hey, you guys need any tips? Got a pitching coach right here. <laughs> right. They're, they're getting better, but I, I had a stellar performance in the old backyard the other day. Just were you celebrating strikeouts? Curve. Do I what? Would you, were you just like celebrating a strikeout? No. no oh, I definitely would as a dad. You think so, but they're just now interested in the game. I'm That's not trying true. to show both them and be like, dad's a fucking douchebag. I'm never playing this again. <laughs> So no. that's a fair like, point. If they're, if they're older, getting new to it, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, they've been playing basketball for a while. Will I swat a shot every once in a while? Yep, you betcha. But I'm I'm not about to be that douchebag dad that's like ruined a sport for my child because I want to be funny. Twenty years later in therapy, yeah, I just never got into softball. I really mm-hmm. loved it. My yeah. dad just celebrated every strikeout. Maya, you're six feet tall. Why don't you play basketball? Well, because my dad blocked every shot in the driveway, and I kind of lost interest in it. Uh, <laughs> So that's, but they are, they're, they're young girls. So they're like really just starting to get to be interested in sports. So we'll see if it sticks. I don't know. They're pretty athletic. So I don't know if I'd go that far. They're pretty fucking tall. Uh, that's what they are. Also <laughs> yesterday, uh, speaking of juniors, Vlad Jr., three home runs yesterday uh, for the Blue Jays. That wasn't being talked about enough. I mean, to cru- crush three in a game is. <laughs> phenomenal anytime you can do that getting three hits in a game is an accomplishment you get three home runs in a game i know it's super early i think he was my mvp pick though in the al um i guess we didn't keep the awards but i know he was your uh home run uh leader yeah looking like he's off to a favorite start one yeah he is definitely living up to the hype that is for sure. That was put on him before the season. And it's kind of hard to do. Like, when you get those expectations and the hype put on you at a young age in Toronto where the expectations are even higher, you know, to make it to a World Series this year, you guys are living up to it. They're playing great baseball. Good for Vlad Jr. and the old Blue Jays. Yeah, I find myself rooting for him, too, just mm-hmm. because watching his dad when I was a kid. It's like, like oh, it just, man. It kind of made awesome. me happy. Like, someone shared a picture of him, like, as a kid, and he's sitting there, and it's like, this kid just hit three home runs tonight. And it's like, that's a freaking cute little kid. And he you look was at his an big, adorable child. <laughs> yeah. Adorable child. And then you see him as a kid out there. It's like they just said, okay, plus 27 years, same body type. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's impressive. Now you three have some runs. dreads. <laughs> yeah. Still using the same bat because I tell you, I've seen some of the pictures of him as a kid. Bat is as tall as him. And he's just <laughs> swinging the hell out of it, which is great to see. For him to grow up and have that experience. Another thing that's great to see is Roper Kia and the fantastic automobiles that they have there. Uh, go check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride at Roper Kia. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week, and the best part about it is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Then be a playoff start, uh, which we had playing games last night. TBH, I had to get caught up on Ultimatum. I'm sorry. It's supposed you to be a watch sports him? podcast. We get a little away from it anyway from time to time. I watched Ultimatum last night. I had the season finale to finish because I didn't realize it. 
that they were releasing it like as certain times, like, oh, here's the last two episodes and stuff like that. So that's what I did last night. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. I still know that the Pelicans and the Hawks won last night. The only thing exciting I saw from it is that uh, somebody threw a mouthpiece and hit a fan, and now they're really sorry. Okay, boo-hoo. It's a mouthpiece. Like, yeah, it's gross. It's not a big deal. A player, th- I didn't even see that. I saw someone get kicked out and then, like, a Charlotte Hornets player get kicked out. And, yep. like, I don't know, a fan's, like, see a bye-bye, and then he, like, tries to hit his arm. And he's like, he, the fans So he threw go- a mouthpiece. Oh, I didn't know he threw. I thought he just tried to swing at his hand, like get it out of like his way. Did you see the Cristiano Ronaldo stuff where he hit the phone out of a fan's hand? He's like uh, walking back to the locker room the other day, and a fan is like the holding soccer his, player Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Okay, yeah, I know talking soccer, uh, and he's the fan is holding out his phone. He's like taking videos and stuff like that. He's not in Ronaldo's face, like at all. Ronaldo kind of gets out of his way, comes out of his way. And, like, really slaps this dude's phone out of his hand. It's like a 14-year-old kid. And his mom even posted, like, pictures that there's, like, a bruise on his hand. Like, how, how are we not talking about that? Like, that's assault, brother. <laughs> it definitely it's is. It's a if very a weak fool. assault. I'm not saying yeah. he should be charged, but at the same time. Put his ass in jail. You've got to make that right. Like, you're one of the highest paid athletes in the world, and I know that as a he parent. He is the most famous athlete You're paying my kid. He's getting a check from you. I don't want an Instagram apology. I don't want tagged in a post. I want a check made out to me personally. I'll split it with my child. And this is what Ronaldo's going to do. Here's $1,000, get a new phone, and fuck off. 1000 might not cut it for me. <laughs> That's going to get you a new phone. <laughs> I know it is, but he's the richest athlete in the world. You're going to need to add a zero to that one for me. <laughs> Greedy, greedy. We're five five thousand dollars, and I'll be quiet. Everything has a price tag. Now, as a crazy parent myself, you slap my daughter's phone out of her hand. Oh. I'm coming over that fucking fence with a fury that you've never seen before. I, I mean, I'm attacking his six foot three ass. I'm going to jail that day. There it is. <laughs> it was, it's just kind of crazy <laughs> slapping phones I, out of people. I didn't hands. see it, so I don't have much of an opinion. I do. I have seen like one of those small videos that they've done like on Cristiano Ronaldo where they just have him go sit in a coffee shop and then they like have a counter for how many times people come up to take a picture with him. He sat at the coffee shop for 30 minutes in total, I think, and people recognized who he was within like 30 seconds of sitting there of like having his coffee at the table and like across the pond. They're very formal about like their drinks and eating. They don't like grab their coffee and like walk off. They all sit they sit down, they enjoy their time, they talk, they enjoy their, their food, tea their time. drinks. Yeah, for real. They got a – I think he had like over 120 people come up to him and ask to take a picture just because he was standing there. And then media starts to figure it out. And then all this paparazzi comes, and he's like, okay, I have right. to go. I'm done. Word gets out like, hey, by the way. Cristiano Ronaldo's at this coffee shop just yeah. sitting in the middle of it, mad chilling. God, that would be miserable. Yeah. Like you can't – like, I love getting to go to a That's, coffee shop, walk in, grab a coffee, and go. I could not imagine, like, not even be able to do that anymore. So even if guys like Baker Mayfield were like, hey, this is kind of bullshit, I can get on board with that one. Yeah. The, some of the stuff that they have to deal with as professional athletes of like, man, I would just love to run out to dinner real quick with my family, but I can't. Uh, you know, you have to get, like, a driver. Sometimes you have to get security, mm-hmm. especially for Ronaldo, which I don't know shit about him other than this phone incident. And apparently he's good at soccer or football. There it is. As they say across the pond. Uh, but that's got to be rough to just not be able to go do some of those regular things with your family. And even uh, you know, with Patrick Mahomes like in Kansas City. At first it's like, oh, that's cool. That's the first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. And his Getting fiance. Right and that's cool. Super tall ass brother. Uh, let's maybe catch a picture with him after they finish dinner. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That's done for. Yeah. I mean, that was the reason that he had to move because he was living like in downtown Kansas City and the parking garage was underneath the building. People would go to the parking garage and wait for him to get home from games and then bombard Just to clarify, him. Just clarify, he car. wasn't living in the parking garage underneath the building, right? No, he was living in the building. <laughs> That's but what you said. <laughs> I said he was living in downtown Kansas City and then and the, the parking garage is underneath the building. <laughs> I was trying to move on to the next part of my story. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Sorry I just to confuse anybody. Patrick Mahomes it was not homeless. As yeah, that's, you know, he had to overcome that. A lot of people sure. don't talk about it. But, yeah, Baker Mayfield, whatever. You'd live in a giant stadium. Patrick Mahomes at one point was living in a parking garage. Mm, get some of that. Where's State Farm at when you need them? <laughs> you are right. People would, like, go there and, and wait mm-hmm. underneath there. It's, it was like true paparazzi. That's some shit that they have to deal with that they shouldn't have to. That's yeah. wild. And um, we also we had some basketball last night, like we said. I don't watch any of the games. It's cool. Hawks versus Cavs now. That one's exciting. If the Cavs are healthy, I'll watch that one. I feel like the Hawks are probably going to win that one. That will be the last of those, those playing games. Uh, Pelicans and Clippers, that's another good one. Also comes down to health. And I don't know if you saw this one. Did you see the Zion 360 oh my, dunk? Did I see it? It was the most effortless 360 dunk I've seen any individual do in my life on a camera. Like and I'm not just saying that to be like over dramatic. He made that look so easy. And that boy is still thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Jesus Christ, He's he is big. So big. And like everyone's like, well, okay, if he can do that, why isn't he playing? Because that dude is not ready to play a basketball game, conditioning wise. <laughs> he can His, do the he might be dunk. Fine. Yeah. You run can a jump ten up and, and sixty. <laughs> exactly. It ain't happening. You're gonna run a ten and ninety. Right? It's going to be bad. He's so thick. I've never seen a basketball player built like that. And that was the thing is like to see him still be that size and then to just jump up. Like if you rewatch the clip, pay attention to how fast he spins when he's in the air. That's what like just blew my mind because I probably watched it a dozen times. Like this guy's like a freaking ballerina in the air. Just there it is. Figure eight skater. Maybe that's it. A better example of that. It was just insane. So everyone knows, like, okay, well, how can you do this? Like, why are you doing these dunks in front of a camera and stuff? It's not like actually playing a game. It's because of conditioning. Like, that is 100% the answer. He could probably yeah. go out there and play half-court basketball and be fine. But if you get to go play defense, it ain't going to happen. You're not getting up and down the court throughout the entire game. kind of feels like he wants to play. I don't know. I, what is it? His stepfather that's made a lot of comments about, like, oh, he's good. He's ready to go. And things like that. But it probably is more of a conditioning and not so much a, a health thing. Like, what is it, his foot or whatever? He's probably ready to go there. Lungs, cardio? I'm going to guess not good. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Maybe if they make the actual playoffs, then he will start to play. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. And also, like, at this point, kind of what's the point? Are you, this might be a weird question, are you allowed to do that? Like miss the entire regular season and just come in and play playoffs? Kawhi Leonard is probably going to do it. Wow, that makes sense. Maybe. Actually, I bet Kawhi Well, they have to win first. Yeah, Yeah, I bet Kawhi doesn't come back. It it would be really cool to see Kawhi and Zion both come back for this game, though. NBA would be like, thank God. (laughs) Yes, finally, ratings, we're going to get it in this play-in game. Uh, It was was wild to see the Zion thing. At some point, somebody's got to answer the questions on why he's not playing, though. Mm -hmm. Or especially if he's going to continue to put out videos. I mean, this is not the first one where he's out there in warm-ups, and he's going at it, and he's, he's got the fantastic dunks. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I wish he could play, though. He's just not, he's still not ready. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it probably is a cardio thing. But if I'm a Pelicans fan, like, I would want the franchise to put out something. Be like, hey, he's still working to come back. It's not quite there cardio-wise. We don't want to rush it. Be available when he's available. Yeah, he'll probably just, post another two or three videos before they finally say something. Yeah, I mean, you put out that right there. And then I shut up about it, and I'm like, yep, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. He can dunk, he can't run. Known that about him for a while. But boy, is he thick. <laughs> I still can't get over that. <laughs> I remember seeing him in high school thinking, whew, he's a little bit thick to be playing yeah. basketball. That was 50 to 75 pounds ago. And like, even when I, because th- I had the same mindset and thought process, like, oh, he's playing against like all these smaller guys, like, it'll be fine, he'll get right. to college, take better care of his nutrition and body, he'll, he'll slim up. Didn't happen. Nope, gets to Duke even thicker at Duke. Mm-hmm. Still looks huge. And then once he got to the NBA, I thought, he'll slim up. Yeah. Nope, even thicker. He's doing the opposite of Kevin Durant. We thought, like, oh, Kevin Durant's really skinny. He'll put on weight when he gets in. Thinking over here with Zion, yeah. oh, he'll lose weight when he gets in. Mm-mm, gotten bigger. Yeah, at every stop of the way. I bet he's up to 315. Easily. You think 315? Yeah. I mean, at Duke, I think he was listed at 280. You think he's put on that much weight? I do. I think it might have been a lie for 280 even. (laughs) 
that's I think he might have been 275 in high school. Six foot six. He he went from looking like, man, this dude could be a really good pass rusher in the NFL. Yeah. To he could be a really good left tackle. Could you imagine him as like a tight end in the NFL? Like you would literally you could just throw it up mm-hmm. in the end zone. Like Julio Jones was like, man, I wish I could do that. I bet he's really slow though. Like to run routes in the NFL and things like that. The bursts coming out of breaks. I bet his athletic testing probably not that great. I don't care. Yeah, jumping. I mean, the only thing you're doing is vertical? jumping straight up. <laughs> yeah, or his functional strength. But yeah, I would, I'd take him. I'd take him on the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow if he says, <laughs> you know what, screw, screw basketball. I'm done here. What number would you give him? Whatever number he wants. I just feel like that's Except a fun game. Imagine this guy in like a number five jersey, and like the five disappears because he's so damn big. Well, he's number one for the Pelicans. Seeing that out there, <laughs> I'm telling you, I bet he is. I feel very confident saying he's over 300 pounds. At six foot six, 300 pounds, he's one of the bigger guys on the NFL field. And you're going to have his big ass out there wearing a number one. <laughs> yeah, like number one quite, is the number heaviest, <laughs> heaviest guy on the court. He's not quite Orlando Brown, but he's bigger than Creed Humphrey. He's about what? the same, probably about the same size. What is Creed? Six four, six five, center for the Chiefs. About three bills. That's Zion right there. Six five, six six, three hundred pounds. I'm looking up Creed Humphreys. Six five is what they have. Zion Williamson six, is five. bigger than Charles Cross. He's three oh nine is what he weighs, Creed Humphrey. And that's probably a true three oh nine. Yeah. I bet Zion weighs three hundred pounds. <laughs> Feel very confident. Oh man. Now he can move. He's an athlete. Charles Cross is 6'5", 311. You think he weighs? Oh, my God. That's how big Zion is. So Zion, I'm over here putting him as a tight end. This motherfucker is a left tackle. That's what I'm saying. He went from being like, man, imagine Zion coming off the edge. That motherfucker's moving to the interior now. He's Chris (laughs) Jones. (laughs) That's what happened to him. He is Chris Jones. That's Zion Williamson. But on the basketball court. Really, like it's pretty amazing that he can be that big and move the way he does. When you put it into perspective of like two football guys talking about it, he's Chris Jones, but he can do the three sixty dunks and things like that, the explosion off the ground. I want to see what his broad jump is. That'd be eleven. I I think he might be able to pull an eleven. He is an elite jumper. Yes. Strength wise, we need to put him through the combine. I would like to see it. That is interesting. If he's healthy, he could do it. One of these days. I mean, what happen. was it? December, they had him report at 330. Woo. And if we're being honest, has he lost weight since then? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know that I've – no, no offense to him. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Zion and be like, oh, damn, he slimmed up a little bit. He lost some of that baby fat. No, has not. And he's so thick through the trunk, too, not to make that weird. No. I mean, that's just true. You're evaluating a player here. Yeah. Yeah, it was reported in December. The number I've heard from several places on Zion is 70 pounds higher than 260. I'll let you do the math. From a ESPN NBA reporter. More than 260? As a freshman in high school? Like, <laughs> duh. More than 260. The Pelicans' official roster weighed him in at 284. Yeah, they had that as a rookie, too, though. Like, when he got to New Orleans, they said, oh, he's, let's put him at 284. <laughs> Not. That's a lie. Man. That's and to be boy. that weight at 6'8", like, your joints are just screaming at all times. That's why he can't play. He can't stay healthy. I think we talked about it a while back. Even looking at, like, his jumping, the explosion that he has, that's got to be tough on your feet. And also the landing. 300 pounds is not supposed to jump that high and then land on a hardwood floor. Yeah. Bodies haven't evolved for that one yet. Maybe in 50 years or so. Yeah. It's not happening right now. You need some extra cartilage in those knees first. Yeah. Um, So that's enough about Zion. Let's talk about Club 609 here in Joplin, Missouri. One of the best happy hours I've ever taken part of from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock with two-for-one drink specials. It's not a sale. You don't get one half off. It is two drinks. For the price of one and $2 draft pours 
with some fantastic appetizers to go on board with it, too. Um, it's been a minute since I've been to the Niner. That probably needs to change soon. Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin off 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need that oil change, those tires serviced, vice versa. Get your vehicle looked at. Get that done right here in Joplin, Missouri at downtown Lube. I could still hear you like a, a brief pause after you say it, like "fuck." I was hoping you wouldn't pick up on that, but yeah, no, because I, I did. I, I kind of I told myself the other day I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, "Stop trying to make like a big deal of it. Just either you say it or you don't, and then keep moving on." And then today I was like, "Fuck." So, yeah. I think it's hilarious. I'm like trying to lean into it, but like also just like trying not to sound like a dumbass all the time. Dumbass is really harsh. I'm not a dumbass. I'm really smart. Proud of myself. Right. Pat on my back. Hype myself up. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to do it for you. Um, yeah, no shit. <laughs> let's get into some of this stuff. I, I teased it yesterday that there's a new mic'd up sheet, kind of keeping track of some of the things that we do here on Mic'd Up. Uh, even kind of some of the inside jokes. There's one for big countryisms, which if you've listened to the show and you're like, what is Niff? Why does he say Niff? We don't know why, but he does. And so that's in there. And we, um, I even have an example of some of the stuff, the big country isms. That's a sheet. That's a page. Um, the Bartista at Starbucks is one of my favorite things that you've maybe ever said. <laughs> I need to add in um, Herb Kurt Street because that's phenomenal uh, when you say that one. But there's a sheet for that. There's a sheet for embarrassing movies and shows that I watch. Like I said, I had to finish Ultimatum last night. Did I stay up a little bit too late to do it? Bet your ass I did. But I found out who's getting married, who's not together anymore. And I almost dropped a spoiler, but I won't because I know some of our listeners are watching that show as well. There's also one for uh, movies and shows that we haven't watched. This is another one for you. I haven't I haven't added to that list, but it is extensive. We've been talking about it for, what, three years now of yeah. keeping a list of movies you haven't seen. It's on there. But here's the one that we have to update. The last time we cried. This is a pro-cry podcast. I cried last night. And you are 100% to blame for it. Yeah. No, I definitely did. I sat right here in this office and cried. Yep. Because that's where I watched that video. It was tough. So uh, let's go ahead and update it. 4-13-22. Cried while watching Brett Phillips smash a home run. Uh, Little girl battling cancer. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk about this one. Just to tell you the truth, this one got me. Uh, Like ugly crying. They like tease, like, I'm not just like, oh, that's sad. There's a tear in the cheek. I mean, I cried and (laughs) I didn't know how bad I needed it. Brett Phillips, though, uh, catches the first pitch of a girl battling cancer. They talk to him about it. Uh, They're interviewing her during the game. She gave him like a bracelet that said, I don't remember what it says on it, but he's like, he's wearing the bracelet. They're interviewing her during the game and talking about it. And he crushes a home run. Yeah. He even said, like, that's probably the furthest I've ever hit a home run. And I'll tell you, I cried. I cried a lot. When the reporter is telling him about the moment, and she's like, you know, you were part of a magical moment, but I don't even think you realized what that moment was. Right. You know, and as she goes, you know, you received the first pitch from this little girl. She's battling cancer. We were in the middle of an interview when you hit that home run, and you just see it all hit him. And then he starts to tear up. And when he started to try and hold it back and then, like, choked on his words as he's trying to talk lost it and i tried to hold in my tears a little bit because i was like man like don't cry to this video and i was mm-hmm. like fuck it and then i thought crap the door's open if matt walks across from the other office and sees me crying he's like what the fuck is wrong with this guy why is he crying in here and so i was trying to like just keep it like low key but man i was mm-hmm. crying in here i had a voice i saw that video on sports center the other day yesterday morning mm-hmm. and thought I'm not paying attention to that. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't handle that right now. I got a show to plan, and then I avoided it all day long until yeah. I finally got home and it's like, all right, let's let's check it out. Let's see what happened. And I even like I'm stupid sometimes, and I thought it's not going to get me. Like I get it. Like, yeah. Sick kid, home run, seen it a million times. That was a lie. <laughs> There's a lot of tears on that one. Yeah. So I did. I cried yesterday. Updated that one. In the sheet. And then also, I forgot to update people. Even our guy Jacob this morning 
putting out the meme of my trash can. I never updated people <laughs> in the trash can. So like, what was it, like Monday night or whatever, we had some really bad storms, like flash flooding, and I had my trash can out by the side of the road like I'm supposed to, and I knew that I was going to lose it. I knew that it was gone, mm-hmm. and I had to go find it. It was two blocks away. So the cops weren't home this time when it rained like that. So your <laughs> trash can just no. kept on a rolling. <laughs> I should I should have taken a video or a picture of it uh, with where the cops are at, or maybe just draw a diagram or something. Where the cops are at, there were two trash cans that had hit the police. It's like a Jeep Cherokee or whatever. It's an SUV. Yeah. Two trash cans had hit it. So I walked down there and I'm like, oh, this is going to be my trash can. It wasn't. I don't. So I think those two trash cans had like already hit. The police officer's vehicle, which I don't is, I don't know if I get in trouble for that. I, I don't know. So this time, wink, wink, mine didn't hit the police officer's. Did it vehicle. bounce off the other trash cans and just go around them? It bounced off something, and I hope it was the it's other trash. Probably can. just put a giant blue streak down the side of the cop car. <laughs> right. Those hit just the bull garden. That's fine. Yours is just like all yes. the way by it. And the reason why I know. My trash can, how I can identify it, is because it has been washed down the street so many times. It no longer has a lid. I I can't close. Oh, that's right. I was starting. I was like, how do you know? Like the <laughs> right. The, the I, two I know trash cans. It's beat to hell because it keeps getting washed down. You could have gotten a whole new trash can. You didn't take that advantage or that opportunity. I should have. No, you're you're one hundred percent correct. I should have get, grabbed the one with the lid. But then I, like, what if it was the police officer? What if I'm stealing their trash can? Sorry about you. You now have a no-lid trash can. <laughs> Good luck. Your yours got yeah. blown away. You guys, it's probably easier for them to go, hey, uh, trash guy, can us mm-hmm. as police officers get a new truck or trash can? Yeah. Sorry. Call the trash people. Uh, I think they have your other trash can. You know, you probably could just put in that request. It's pretty easy to do. Yeah, I think I definitely could. I actually <laughs> saw a truck the other day driving around, which is why I thought of it. I just like last night, driving around, like giving people new trash cans. And I thought, yeah, a lot of people lost theirs. Last night. But mine, two blocks away. That's the furthest it's ever ended up. Two blocks away, and it was upside down. And I thought, oh, shit, like, this trash is going to get everywhere when I turn it over. There was no trash in it. Oh. I I don't know if my trash got washed away. (laughs) I don't know if the trash guys, like, emptied it out, and then it got washed down. I don't know what happened. I know there wasn't any trash in it. I did find it, though. It was safe I'm, ha- and I'm happy you got your trash can back. Right back where it belongs, by my garage. That meme, though, that you got tagged in this morning where it was like, okay, here's like how you dictate the win. It was like, trash can is gone. I was like, that's mellow right there. It was perfect. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't even – I didn't know other people battled with this. That they struggled with it. <laughs> but it is – it's something. I don't know what to do. If I put it out by the curb and it storms, fucker's gone. <laughs> And it's not like what are we supposed to do? Like, tie like it a, down, then the trash guys can't get it. I was gonna say, put a stake in the yard and put a like a wrap a bungee cord around it, and then have it just hooked to the stake during storms like that. So you don't have to worry about it. But then what happens? You're supposed to get up at six in the morning and be like, oh, gotta go. The trash can guy will just he'll just unhook the bungee cord and take it. They don't even get out of the truck anymore. What? I don't know if you're monitoring the trash guys like I do. They don't get out of that. I've truck. been living in apartment complexes, so I just take mine to a big giant dumpster. They have like a, an attachment on the truck that grabs the trash can, like an arm, like one of those like reach it sticks, you know? Yeah. Grabs the trash can and just dumps it in the back. No what? one gets out of the truck. Your mind is blown. They don't have a guy taking the, like the extra trash that's like beside the trash can and throwing it in the I think that then they will because I've sat out like oh my trash is full like here's a box yeah. I think then they jump out of the truck and they're like but when I was a kid you know you used to have that guy that rode on the back of the truck yeah and he was super cool see mm-hmm. in the morning going to school and be like have a good day kiddos and like thanks bro don't know not who you anymore. are see you later not anymore wow but they also my trash guys come at 6 o'clock in the morning I think I'm the first house. They're like, hey, you've got to get that mic'd up guy's trash before it blows away. So they make a direct route to my house, and (laughs) then they start the rest. Because it is. It's like 6 o'clock, 6.15. Before the sun is up, before my alarm goes off, my trash is gone for. Man. I remember being a kid thinking being a trash truck driver would be a cool job. Now I look at it, I expect the hell out of the people that do it. I I knew a guy that did it. He said he made pretty good money. Yeah. I mean, I have a buddy who has a trash business. Tr- trash business. Mm-hmm. 
What is that? What do you mean trash business? Well, like there's like the waste management thing or whatever that's like here in the area. He just has his own. He goes and gets his own clients. He has his own trash cans. He goes and picks up their trash can. Do they have lids on them? Yeah. I mean, it's a trash can. <laughs> Hook a brother up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he serves the Joplin area, but mm. I might reach out to him. <laughs> See, he'll make a trip. Yeah, he's got me. one customer in Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got to send the whole goddamn trash like, truck over to Web City. Mello, I'm trying to take vacation. Can you just wait? Like, oh, actually, storm came through. Lost trash can. Need yeah. another one. So I've, I've updated the cry sheet. I haven't done it for you. You can do your own. I've updated the big countryisms, and I've shared it with a few people. I think I'm going to make it public. I'm a nice guy, so I was kind of waiting for the okay from you. What do you mean? There's a lot of stuff on here, like the, the countryisms. Country the other day, let them rip. It? Let them rip. Was it yesterday? I'm updating my cry sheet. I've, I guess I've cried quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. Some damn movies I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday you were walking out of the office for like lunch or something and you said I'll be back in a jippy and I said wait what and you said I'll be back in a jippy oh you had to get like measured for like a wedding or something mm-hmm. and you said I'll be back in a jippy and I said that's not the word that's not and you're like I've been saying jippy my whole life <laughs> and I was like I gotta add that one and also peek behind the scenes there for a good three to four days I had you convinced you were saying memorabilia wrong yeah because I knew I needed to read it for an ad, like to do an ad read. And you were like, no, it's memorabilia. And I was like, fucking hey, right. like That's the worst part about it because then I start just roasting myself on it. Like, oh, you dumbass. You've been saying this word wrong your whole life. It's, Another one. It's great because I, I did get you and you questioned it. And I was like, wait, how do you say it? And I said, it's memorabilia. Memorabilia. And you looked at me like, damn, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I was like, yeah, like why? How did you say it? And you're like, memorabilia. I'm like, no, no, dog, it's memorabilia. And yeah. you went with it. It was like, oh, that actually makes sense because you got to remember the bilia of it. <laughs> you got to remember. <laughs> so you just say memory. You just remember it. Mm-hmm. So I was waiting memorabilia. for you to, I yeah. wasn't going to let you mess up the ad read that we had to do for our golf tournament of like, hey, we have a lot of signed Chiefs memorabilia. I didn't want you to be like, memorabilia. And then, I was 100%. I was practicing yeah. it before the ad read. <laughs> right. Yeah. Back to the, like Brooks Quinn, the OG apothecary. <laughs> the recordings of that. And uh, I'll admit I had no idea what apothecary was before we had to do that ad read for it. And Matt explained it like three different ways. So I'm like, oh, okay, like this is what it is. He'd be like, no, it's this. And I was like, okay, so how do you say it? And he'd be like, apoth, a carry. Apothecary. Apothecary. Apoth- the carry. Apo- that's what I was saying, apothecary. Apotha. <laughs> Uh, There's a I, damn pH in there. I remember the day you were trying to record that for an ad. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did 30 takes. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, and then he just gave the memory card to Matt, like, here, I don't know how to do this. He was like, well, which one is it? Probably the last one, because that's where I stopped. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. So that's on there. Um, Juan Howard. That, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, and again, I'll make fun of myself, too. I was trying to think of some of the other bullshit TV shows I watch that are embarrassing. The Real World is one. Is that embarrassing? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I'm, I love that one. Oh, that, oh, you've told me about it, actually. Everyone goes and lives in the house or whatnot. Seven strangers pick to live in a house. <laughs> to find out what happens, people start... I don't remember the rest of it. I was going to say, was that like the actual... That is the I was, actual I was like, intro. If you just came up with that on your own, you need to reach out to it. <laughs> yeah. like, Seven Damn. strangers pick to live in a house to find out what happens when... People start being stop being fake and start acting real. Something along those lines. That is I mean, so I'm MTV. Hooked, hooked on it. Especially with that line was like, people stop acting fake, and we see who they really are. It's like, damn, just seven people. Let's go. It was cool. I still, I went back a couple weeks ago. It was the first time I signed up for Paramount Plus, and you could get old episodes of The Real World. I watched like three seasons that I had already seen before as a kid. Yep. I think it was on on like Tuesday nights. People would be like, hey, you going to the basketball game tonight? I'd be like, no, nah, I can't. Mom said I got to stay home. Psych. Mom didn't care what I was doing. <laughs> I was watching the real world. I got to find out what happened. I was actually watching it with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. We didn't have a DVR back then. We have a chilly like, tonight watching the real world. Yeah, I, I couldn't record it and then just be like, catch it later. I had to I get remember it right people, 
uh, doing that when I was in school for Jersey Shore. It's like, oh man, did you watch Jersey Shore the other night? And it was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck this show is. That is what like, I It's on MTV. Watched. I was like, cool. Is that three, fourteen, twelve, or sixteen? Them are the only channels I got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I did. I, I didn't watch Jersey Shore. That was one that I was like, this is stupid. I, I know enough about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Kardashians. I don't hate on people who know a lot about the Kardashians because I watch some stupid stuff. <laughs> the Bachelor. I don't know why I watch these like relationship shows. Why do I do that? I don't even like relationships. Yeah, you're. I might be the biggest anti-relationship. You are, but you like watching other people get in relationships, I guess. Mm-hmm. And getting their heart broken. <laughs> I can't even say that. Feel too. that pain, sucker. Because <laughs> I'm a liar. I like the feel-good story. With, yeah. Like even with watching the ultimatum, it's like, oh man, these, these couple got together, or yeah, they got married. Like, are I'm you so just like before. sitting there smiling at the show? Yes, yes, I am. Like a little thirteen-year-old girl, just happy for him. If I can't be happy, somebody else can be at least, which is one hundred percent false. I'm very happy my current situation. Okay, good. Like, oh, man, <laughs> I do, man. I love, I love watching that stuff, and I, it gets me. I'm, I'm hooked in I'm not one of those guys that's like watching it and pretends to hate it but I still watch it all the time I'm bought in, in, in on The Bachelor they'll have like a little cute moment and I'm like ah that's good that's good stuff and I am sitting there with a little smirk on my face eating my popcorn tweeting about it that's what I do uh, but we do have a little sheet going we'll see what happens we'll see what else we can add to it uh, I think that's it for us today though unless you have anything else you want to Add to it. Road Rules? No, Did I just... watch Road Rules? There's a question in the chat. I didn't watch Road Rules. I watched The Challenge, though. What's and that? I, rooted, I rooted for all the people for Real World. Did you they... ever watch uh, Fear Factor? A little bit. I freaking... That was like our family. Like, when Fear mm-hmm. Factor was on, all of us were in that living room watching that. I remember Fear Factor pretty well because at the time... I was in like the youth group stuff, like that Wednesday night, like 13 mm-hmm. to 17 year olds going to youth group and they, we would do fear factor stuff. Yeah. So it's like, all right, better watch it. Like, what am I going to have to do? And like, why am I eating a goat penis at youth group? How's this bringing me closer to the Lord? I don't know. You're lying. But I'm going to do it. And P.S. Who had the goat? Where'd it come from? You guys weren't doing that for real, were you? Yeah. No, not with a penis. Oh, but it would be like, like what here's something fuck, gross, like eat dude. it. I do think mountain oysters were one of them. Okay, that, yeah. That but was, like, that's a food that people just eat. I don't yeah. know. I remember like, my grandparents had it one time, like, Austin, eat this. And I was like, oh, like, what is it? Mm-hmm. They're like, it's a mountain oyster. I was like, all right, I ate it. And it was like, was it good? I was like, I mean, it was all right. It's just an oyster. And they're like, oh, that's bull's nuts. <laughs> and they just start making fun of me for it. And I was like, I just watched you eat a fucking bucket of this shit. Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> right? Yeah. That was a joke that we used to pull. It was like your initiation into FFA. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh, you like balls, don't you? You're right. Big, you big yeah. balls fan? It's yep. just like, dude, I literally, this is my stepdad who was doing it. It's like, I just watched you eat six of those. Thank God, like, older brothers, I knew it was coming. So I was like, hey, if they <sighs> ask you to eat dude. mountain oysters, like, this is what it is. And even just being a dumb kid, being like, I'm not gay. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, what? It's food. It's food. You dumb little shithead. Just eat them. You might like the balls. You never know. But I was like, no, you're not getting me. I'm not doing it. Can't fool me. I'm too cool for you. Maybe I should just retry it now. Maybe they're really good, actually. I have no and idea. You know what remember. I've never seen somebody do? Because this was like a running joke in our little town. I've never seen somebody take a bite of mountain oysters and be like, oh, that's disgusting. I mean, I'm, we're batting a thousand. People would be like, "Yeah, it's not too bad. It's pretty good." What is yeah. it? Oh, cowboys! <laughs> Everybody said it was pretty good. Ooh, ball lover. Next big country challenge. Mm-mm, ain't happening. I don't know that I could do it. We did used to do some fear factor stuff. That was the worst part about being like the oldest sibling out of the group is because like everyone looks at their younger siblings like, "Yo, watch what I'm about to do to your older brother," and they're just like, "Oh, I'll get his ass." And then I'm just sitting there like dealing with having to like figure out what something is. Like, grew up doing concrete construction. That's what, like, the family business was. We'd be on a job site, and someone would be like, hey, uh, can you go get the board stretch over there? And I would <laughs> yep. just be like, and I remember, because I was just like, what is it? And the board like, welder? They're like, the one. board stretcher. Like, you know, we, we need a longer board here. This isn't long enough. We go get this. And I'm just like, is this some type of fucking new invention? Like, I just, I question it. So I walk all the way across the job site, and I'm like, hey, th- they told me to get, like, a board stretcher. Like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Like, I've never heard of it. 
And, <laughs> and that's when I just started learning how to cuss. So I do remember just feeling like a hard ass. I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck this is. Board stretcher, do you know where it's at? And the guy just starts dying laughing at me. And I had to walk back with the shovel. Like, this is the only thing he gave me. I don't know how we're going to do this. And then I got roasted the rest <laughs> of the time on the shovel. job site. Yeah, that was some things. Thankfully, again, three older brothers. By the time I was, like, in school and people were about to pull the jokes, I'd already heard all about it. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah, I was telling the jokes. Like, I was running that shit. <laughs> um, let's go to the comments uh, for a couple of these. Uh, imagining Mellow at youth group is something. Let me blow your mind here, Brooksy. I was like the model child from 14 to 17. I was a very good kid. I didn't even cuss for a long time. I didn't even say God's name in vain. Like, I would get smacked mm-hmm. in the mouth if I did. Yeah. Now, when I turned 17, things happened and it all went downhill from there. Um, but from like an Vicky early age, I was really good. And I liked him too. <laughs> right. I would say, you know what? At high school, things started to trend down for me. So let's take it back a little bit. Uh, when I was a kid, I didn't cuss at school. I, I, was, I wasn't like super mouthy, anything like that. And then I, I found girls and alcohol. And boy, did my life change. Man, I didn't get that that till college because I went to high school with all like my entire high, like small school. Uncle was a preacher. It was all my cousin's grandpa pretty much. And they just were like tattletales. Like you couldn't do anything without getting in trouble. And I was absolutely terrified of my mother. Five one Tasmanian devil is what I've always said about my mom. She is short, small, but will kick your ass. And she had kicked mine before. And I wasn't about to test it. You so think like, she could still kick your ass today? No, not anymore. I'd like to sweep the hell out of her. What doesn't stand a chance? <laughs> how's it? How's the ground feel there, Ange? That's what I tell her. That's what I told her. Um, Gee, dog. <laughs> I, all right, I think that's that it. it for today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it for us today. Um, oh, also, yeah, was I the model child? Not surprising. One of my older brothers did have a child when they were in high school, so that made things. A, a little bit easier at the same time more difficult for me too. Mm-hmm. My parents recognized that like, hey, you better not fuck up because one of them already did. <laughs> so I was like, that's fine. I'm not going to mom and dad. But then the other parents judged me so hard. There was literally one girl that I was not – like I had a crush on her. We were going to be boyfriend girlfriend. Her parents were not on board with it because my brother had had a child in high school. It was like, I'm not the brothers. one doing the fucking <laughs> – Yet. (laughs) That didn't work out. Um, But anyway. All right. That's it for us today. Uh, We will join you guys tomorrow right here in the calling app from 10 o'clock on to 11-ish. Again, get involved with that chat. Hopefully you guys can make it. I do feel like listening to the show live, getting those questions in, getting those comments, being a part of the joke is fantastic, and you can do that right here in the calling app at 10 a.m. every weekday. Uh, We appreciate you guys joining us today, and we will talk to you tomorrow.